0: Welcome to church. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Let me be the first person to break it to you. You've gained some weight this past week. But I pray over these last few moments, you've lost some of the burden, right? You lost some of the, you lost some of that weight. Walking out lighter. But it's good to have everybody at church. You guys may be seated in the house here today. Man, on the backside of Thanksgiving, Amen. I pray that just over these last minutes, man, a few people God got to minister to. And I tell you, as a church, we want to be sensitive to the Spirit's leading. And it was, they didn't do that song in first service. They didn't do that song in first service. And they took, they put that song, on. I was already coming up and I was like, right, we got, we, God's speaking something. He's speaking something. And I was like, eh. and they start playing the song and I'm like, oh, okay, he's speaking something, something right now. So if you are here, that was not by design. And uh, we love being in moments where people that are far from God um, come into this place of connection. Um, Thousands of years in the making that we get this opportunity to be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. You know, since the time we ate the apple, there was a separation between us and our Creator. And uh, the work of the church is to bring uh, broken people, lost people back into an incredible relationship with their Heavenly Father and reuniting them with their creator. So moments like that when God wants to speak uh, is a beautiful thing. And if you're a part of our church community, you know that's what we're all about. You know, as a church, our, our mission is to lead unchurched people in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. But uh, meeting unchurched people is a little harder, a little harder said, uh, or a Easier said than done. Uh, so we are a church community that, man, we, we work hard at being able to connect with people that are disconnected from church, disconnected from God. And so our church community, that's what it's all about in Jesus' name right there. So thank you guys for praying and believing and supporting people right now. Um, we are in a series right now, third week of a series fearless a series we started two years ago if you were here that started the journey on where we're at here today it was all on Joshua 1 being strong and courageous being very uh are being strong and very courageous being strong and courageous the Lord told Joshua as he's looking into the future of leading the children of Israel and for us we said we're going to be Fearless as we look towards the future uh, of our church. And that's when we started our building campaign, when people started giving sacrificially over and above their tithes and offering to give towards the future of the church. And over that period of time, uh, we had a fearless 1.0, we had a fearless 2.0. And I should have got the exact number. I don't have the exact number, but I think it was in the realm of like six to $700,000 have been given over two years towards the building fund of the future. And if you were here last week, we, got to, we showed you the, we bought a building moment, and uh, we did buy a building. Um, woo! So if you didn't see that video, go on social media because we have posted that video. But next week we are celebrating. We got a groundbreaking ceremony happening next weekend on the building that we purchased in June. We signed the docs in June, June 4th specifically. That, that, that date will be branded in my memory uh, for a long period of time. And I'm hoping that we are going to brand it in the memory of this city, um, because essentially it's on Cherry Street. Cherry Street is historically known for prostitution, but here's the deal. God is redeeming the places in our city that have been used for different purposes. And so what happened on Cherry Street in the past stayed on Cherry Street, but here Pearl Street Church is rolling in. And what happens on Cherry Street will never stay on Cherry Street inside of our city in Jesus' name, right? It's going to be known all throughout our city. So next week, 1102 North Cherry Street, uh, we have a 63,000 square foot building that we purchased. We're renovating 25,000 square feet of it, but that is on the backs of this church sacrificially giving for the future of this church, being courageous, being very strong and courageous as we look towards the future. So um, that is a long intro. Two, we've been having a, a, a flip on this series where we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. I thought it'd be great for us just to go into it uh, as we're looking at the future of what God has brought into our, uh, our future. And so we, week one, we talked about the body of Christ being vulnerable. And you think about Joseph Arimathea, when he jumped into the the scene, he's like got two verses inside of the Bible. But when the literal body of Christ was hanging on the cross, he stepped in to care for the body of Christ. And now here's the deal. This generation, through a post-pandemic, if we thought church was bad before the pandemic, uh, the church is in a very tough space today, post-pandemic. 36% of people that went to church pre-pandemic are now attending church today. The body of Christ is vulnerable. And here's the deal, we make up the body of Christ. So you and I have a responsibility now as owners in the house or a part of the body of Christ to step in and care for the body of Christ right now when it is most vulnerable. So we talked about that week number one. Last week we talked about um, being gracious, being individuals that are gracious. Uh, If we have transformed lives, healed lives, we can move in healing. That was especially good pre-Thanksgiving, if we wanna talk about (laughs) pre-things. Uh, This past week, hopefully your Thanksgiving was better because of the conversation we had last week because you are healed. So you stepped into that environment as a healed person, not a hurt person, right? You weren't toxic pre going in being toxic there. Or maybe you were, okay, all good. We shouldn't have the conversation anyway. It's awesome. But hopefully, you know, as we, I'm reading a book right now, which is awesome. It'll blow your mind. If you want to go next level inside of your faith, you got to read it. But it's Total Forgiveness by RT, T. Um, Kindle, R.T. Kindle, blowing my mind right now. I thought I was good as a Christian. I am not. I am a horrible person, and (laughs) R.T. is telling me that. It is awesome. Um, But it's a great book to read, and uh, essentially, it's talking about extreme forgiveness, no matter what somebody has done to you, that 70 times 70 is what we talked about last week. That is a tough place to be where we remember no more. And so I'm probably going to do a whole series on it because I've taught on it, forgiveness, for a long time, but I think I've made the statement forgive but doesn't mean you have to forget and uh, i may have to switch that up a little bit so you know we'll see what happens but last week we talked about that graciousness this week we want to talk about legacy come on somebody we want to talk about legacy today yeah you're like what legacy yeah what are we leaving essentially what are we leaving if you want to take notes you can write this cost top of your paper live what you want to live leave live what you want to leave there you go Now here's the deal, we wanna leave a legacy as a church on making a difference inside of our city, not just building this house, but helping people that are in need. So this year, we got a fearless, I'll start off by bringing an understanding on the fearless offering that we have coming down that we do every single year. We always wanna give a gift. This year is all about receiving. We think about what we receive at Christmas, but man, as the body of Christ, we think about what we wanna give this year, right? And as a church, we come in every year to give towards initiatives that make a difference in our city make a difference in our nation and make a difference globally. And so there's a couple different things we're doing this year. Um, One of those things on a, if you want to look at it from an international standpoint, we're going to support a missionary. He's he's a new friend to me, Andy Swanson and his family. He's been a missionary in China for like the last 15 years and they got kicked out of China. Uh, The communist party, China communist Party CCP found out that they were a Christian group of people and uh, started surveilling them, went in and basically interrogated them. They had to, you know, they're Christians and then they just sent them out of the country during the pandemic. And so he's raised his kids. They're being 15 years. They've grown up in China and over here on stateside. And their their kids are like, this is not our home. What are we doing here? We need to get back. And so China won't let them in, but they're going to get back on the mission field this year. So I think it'd be great for us to support them this next year for at least a month. They have a sponsorship, a monthly sponsorship. So we're going to try to support them for one month. Uh, as a missionary they're going to turkey right now as they were missionaries in china they would send out missionaries in the world and there's a group of them now in turkey that they're going to go to so we're supporting andy swanson and his family this year we're going to give towards them the second thing we're giving towards is uh the second one yeah help one now help one now is an organization uh i like it one of the things that they do is they're, uh, they're empowering leaders and entrepreneurs inside of like third world countries that have extreme poverty. The hope for them is that they're going to partner them with business leaders in the community. And this is what they do. Take business leaders that are successful in the community, partner them with entrepreneurs to starting a business and let that mentorship happen. And as that mentorship happens, they're creating businesses that is emp- empowering the local community and supporting those areas. I think it's a great organization. We've never partnered with them yet, and this is our first time partnering with them. So we're going to support them in what they're doing uh, in these communities with Help One. Now, uh, the third thing we've been a part of for the last seven years, uh, fighting against sex trafficking in our world, whether it's through A21, that's a global Uh, organization that does that. Mere Mist was previously in Turkey. They got kicked out. Um, And then there was an organization, Ransom Life, that is a local one that is fighting against uh, young girls that have been sexually sexually exploited inside of our city. How it happens is there's pimps that uh, proposition them at bus stops and stuff like that. They believe they're getting into a relationship with a man and realize that this boyfriend that they have is now pimping them out to individuals. And it's a very horrible tragic thing that's going down in our city but Ransom Life started their organization out of our building seven years ago we've supported them every year since so this year we're going to support them again uh, and then the fourth thing we're doing is obviously I just talked about a building and we got some things that we need to do on upfront cost for this building so we want to all come together and bring in funds to say you know what we're going to make a difference locally. Nationally and internationally, inside of our our country, and we're going to do that by saying, "What can we give this year?" We're going to bring gifts to everybody else. How are we going to bring gifts to the church and say we're going to make a difference with our generosity? So, these are the four things we're giving towards this year. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Uh, If you're a part of our church community, again, if you're a new person inside of here, I hate talking about money or giving or gener—well, not generosity, but uh, giving—with new people in the room because it's a high likelihood. That they're like, they're just, that's what the church is all about, right? My, you know. Um, but please, if you're new, just cancel everything I just said. Um, yeah, but if you're an owner in the house, this is our church. These are the things we want to give towards. And uh, we're going to do that on December 12th. Cool? Come in, bring our gift on December 12th, and it's going to be epic. Cool? Now, how many of you guys have ever been in a place in your life where, uh, I think we all have, that you, uh, you can look back at your past and your history, and, and you can think of a few people that uh, their reputation precedes them. Anybody? Maybe it was in high school, right? You think about a few people in high school and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 that person, that person, that thing. Now here's the deal. We all have lives in which we live that comes with a memory in which we lead. Now for me, you know, when people think about me back in high school, uh, they may think athlete, played football, basketball, that whole thing. But an interesting thing was I found out years later That individuals thought of me as um, um, quiet, stuck up. Um, There's like all in that realm of like uh, snotty, snooty, whatever it was. Now here's the deal. Uh, What I did in, in life is I had a talent to do something specific and I gave it my all that I could be known for one thing. But there was an insecurity that I had in my life through experiences that I went through that man, I, I did one thing with all my heart and then in life, I lived in like, just did my thing quiet, did my thing, didn't want anybody else coming to my world. I was so insecure inside of my life. I was in bondage, no lie, of in, in insecurity through the things that I've walked through. And um, I, I never knew that that's how way people, until years later, I'm talking to them like friends that are people that... Um, were kind of acquaintances that were like, yeah, you would always like quiet and you're to yourself and you didn't talk to anybody. You just went class to class and blah, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, but I'm not, I wasn't that like, and they see me now in this capacity like, whoa, you're a completely different person, right? <laughs> completely. But here's the deal, I, I'm, a, I'm redeemed by Jesus Christ, praise God, to be able to do what I'm called to do. And they were, I'd lived in bondage for a period of time until I was loose from that madness that I walked through and now I'm just living free. So you see something completely different. Now, the same thing would be true with anybody inside of this room. That's the hope at least, right? There is a, a thought around maybe individuals and or yourself on your past, where you've come from, what, what maybe choices you lived inside of your past. When it comes to legacy, if we're just talking about legacy, legacy is that thing on what is known about you. What, what is known about you? Oftentimes we think about Maybe dead people, right? What, what did they do? But legacy is being left every single day on the choices that we make. So number one, if you want to write it down, legacy is what has been and what is being, um, is what is being done. That's what legacy is. It's what has been, but it's also what is being done. And today, if we start thinking about legacy, I want to get it in, on the inside of our hearts to say, man, this isn't something that needs to be by chance, Legacy needs to be by choice. We want to we build a legacy by choice, by what we do. The definition would go like this, and maybe sometimes we think about it in this room, something such as a property or money that is received from someone who has died, right? Now, we want to be a blessing to generations beyond us. It is a good thing for us to pass on something good. This is one piece of it. Uh, The other piece I think that that I want to focus on today is something that happened in the past or that comes from someone in the past. Now, here's the deal about the past. I'm in the future right now. I'm in the future right now. There's already a past based on the conversation that I've just had over the past 515 minutes where if you're new inside of here, you're trying to figure out who this guy is. You're like, uh, I'm already building a legacy inside of your mind, right? Right. He's those pastors that's all about money, right? I already got that in some of you guys' mind, right? (laughs) Others in here are like, man, he's an untraditional type guy. He's just kind of rolling, gripping and ripping. Okay, I like that. (laughs) Other people are like, I don't know that I like that. I like something a little more traditional. All good. We all have our tastes, our styles. I'm just being me, just doing me, right? Everybody, everything, right? Everybody is a vapor here today, gone tomorrow, we have small blips on the radar. We, we get to make choices every single day. And here's, here's the deal. If, if, I, if I say some names right now, who, what would you think about? If we think about legacy, well, I'll start with the first one that's probably most common. Elon Musk. What do you think about? Tesla, yeah? Tesla's what's happening today. What is another one? SpaceX. It's happening today. Right? What's, what's one that happened yesterday that's tied to Elon Musk? Anybody know? Pay. PayPal. there you go, PayPal. Many people don't know that, right? Because that was in a season that he, he gave of his life towards something to transition the financial payment system. That is a part of his legacy, but that's a legacy of the past. The legacy of today is Tesla. He's changing transportation, uh, SpaceX. He's changing possibly civilization. We're going to Mars, guys, FYI. <laughs> so I can say some names out there. We think legacy, right? Things that have happened in the past that we know right now inside of this moment. Uh, let's talk about Billy Graham. What do we know Billy Graham for? American evangelist, right? One of the greatest upon the face of the world, right? Uh, Mother Teresa, Catholic nun that served the, the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, right? These individuals. Now, everything about what I just said are individuals that did something, right? Talk is cheap. There's a lot of people that want to talk about what they're going to do, but people who are all about it Do something about it. It's not just I want to do this. It's I'm making a a choice every single day in order to do something that makes a difference. Right. So so for us in here today, if you think about legacy, legacy isn't about what we're talking about doing. Legacy is about what we are doing. Legacy is about what we are doing on a daily basis to build for the future. I had a guy tell me one time, I'm going to be in the Major League Baseball. You know, I'm going to be in Major League Baseball. I'm going to be a Major League Baseball player. And he was roughly 20 years old at the time. And I said, okay, cool. Have you played in t-ball? No. Did you play in high school? No. <laughs> I wasn't going to be the person to tell him that it is not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin the guy's dreams right there. <laughs> right? He was talking about what he was going to do, but he was not living a life of choices on a daily basis to get ready for what he wanted to do. Right, right. To be prepared for what he wanted to do. Talk is cheap. Let me just talk is cheap. We don't read in the Bible of individuals that talked about what they were going to do. We read of individuals that did something. Individuals that we grabbed hold of faith, we believed in what God was doing, and we did and lived in faithfulness towards him on a daily basis. The hard thing about this generation is we want things to happen in a microwave. Right? We just wanted to come together in a microwave. I did one run. Well, good luck with that. You're not gonna lose the weight. FYI, right? (laughs) I know some of you guys already think about it. When I get home, I am running this 10 pounds off in Jesus' name. One ain't gonna work, right? it's a lifestyle it's choices daily to live like that you know being a bible you know based faith filled individual that knows god's word can confront every lie of the enemy that he brings into our world we can quote the scripture right back just as jesus did whenever the enemy stepped into his life that comes daily being in god's word in the presence of god to counteract the lie of the enemy in our lives that's daily that's daily Hebrews 11 would talk about the fathers of our faith. They're talking about uh, the faith-filled individuals you can read about in the Old Testament. These individuals that live, I I wanna read a little bit of it today, but it it, it kind of highlights these individuals. They weren't talking about it, they were doing it. And they were doing some real deal stuff. It wasn't like playing games. They were facing some real challenges. Uh, 32 says this, how, m- how much more do I need to, uh, to say it would, be, would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth, uh, Japheth uh, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. Individuals that God spoke into their lives, but they made choices on a daily basis to do something according to the calling that was on their life. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Wow. Women received their loved ones back again from death, but others uh, were tortured, refusing to, to Um, Turned from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at and their backs were uh, cut open with whips. Uh, Others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. What? What? And others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. But here's the deal. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people, what? They earned a good reputation because of their faith. They earned this good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. They didn't get to receive Jesus. They didn't get the Holy Spirit to overcome all of that challenge. All they had is the promise. All they had is the law. All they had is faithfulness towards that law for God to show up on their journey. And here's the deal. We get the Holy Spirit. We have more than what the fathers of our faith have, but yet they still operated in faithfulness. And what we get here today is we don't want to be individuals that talk about what we're going to do. We want to be individuals that do it. We wanna live it, we wanna be it, we wanna build a legacy that speaks to generations beyond us. So what are we doing on a daily basis? What are, What is our choices on a daily basis? You know, sometimes we look at like extraordinary moments and think, oh man, I wish I had that opportunity. What do we say around here? It's too late to prepare when opportunity presents itself. The Marines say it that way. We don't rise to the occasion, we fall to the level of our training. That's how say said, we fall to the level of our change. So when opportunity presents itself, we just live how we've always lived. We, we do as we've always trained to do. It's not like this extraordinary moment where we get, oh, we have this. We're living that on a daily basis. We're full of the Holy Spirit every day. We know what we're called to do. And here's the deal. Living an extraordinary life operates in ordinary moments extraordinary right ordinary but then goes to extraordinary when there's faithfulness lived in the ordinary moments so i'll I'll talk directly right we can look at legacy on what has been done but what is the legacy that you want to live you you want to leave the second thing i will leave you with today is the life you live is the legacy um the legacy you leave The life you live is the legacy that you are leaving on a daily basis. As I said a minute ago, you have seasons of your life where you're leaving a legacy. You went from one company to the next. Well, that company, there's people there that remember you and the legacy you left on who you are. Now you're in a new season of ministry or a new season of life. I call it ministry because we're all in the priesthood of God. We're all called to be right, priest of the Heavenly Father, we're in the royal priesthood saved by Jesus Christ. I'm here as the body of Christ, as the, the, the leader of the house and our staff is here to empower you to do the work of the ministry. We're all called to it, right? So here today, you in a new season of ministry that you are in, you're leaving a legacy with the people around you. Now legacy is left in multiple different fields of our life. We have our work life, legacy is being left. We have our personal life, legacies being left. We have our family life, legacies being left. It's the choices we make in every field of the area of our life that legacy is being left. Now, here's the deal. Today, you might be living a legacy that you've never even thought about before. You are the sum total of what you have been formed to be, and there's no conscious thought about it. You're toxic because you were formed in abuse. And the legacy you are leaving over the people around you is she's toxic, he's toxic, right? Maybe you've grown up in poverty, so therefore you've been formed into a mentality of lack that you gotta keep everything that you have, so you're known as a selfish person. You're leaving a legacy on what is formed. You've been on a rat wheel running the race of life without any thought of the choices you make and what it's leaving the people around you. So the question's gotta be posed for you is, what do you wanna be known for? What do you wanna be known for? Like if you ask that, if you just wrote it down on your paper right now, you're taking notes, what do I wanna be known for? Write it down, just go with me for a second, write it down, what do you wanna be known for? Because again, it's not by chance, it's by choice. What you will be known for is either gonna be by chance or it's gonna be by choice. If it's by chance, more than likely you've never jumped off the rat wheel and you are some product of how you've been formed. Maybe it's through abuse, maybe it's through pain, maybe it's through struggle, maybe it's through strife. And today you're just walking in the collateral of what is, known in the toxicity of what has formed you. And it's not marked by God. You gotta jump off of that rat wheel and be like, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I no longer act that way, think that way, believe that way. I no longer live that way. I'm, I've chose a different life because I'm healed and I'm restored. And as he said last week, if we're healed, we can move in healing. Yeah. The, leg- the legacy changes for us. Yeah. So, what do you want to be known for? That's a great question to ask. What do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known as a great husband, a great father? Do you wanna be known as a great employee? Do you wanna be known as a great follower of Jesus Christ? If so, then what are the choices you're making on a daily basis to build that legacy, right? What are we doing on a daily basis? I wanna be known as a great husband, a great father, a great pastor, a great leader. I wanna be known as that. But here's the deal. And I say this every, I mean, I, 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 I joked about this as I came in today, that church isn't built in a day. Pearl Street Church didn't just happen overnight. Seven and a half years ago or eight years ago now, eight years ago now, there was like seven people that came together and said, let's make this happen. There was 96 people that started on May 25th, 2014 that said, hey, we're gonna come together and build this thing, right? There's over a thousand people today. I don't, I don't know how many thousands it is, whatever it is today, that come to Pearl Street and say, we are this body of Christ. We, we wanna make this thing No, we want to come together and build the body of Christ. That's what we want to do. We've been marked by Christ to make a difference for Christ. Right? And so this thing is like, it's not just happened overnight. It's been consistent choices every single week in order to build something. Now, I would say the same thing for you. And this is why we talk to new believers in this way to say, you are going to fail. But here's the deal. Get right back up and keep on pursuing Jesus. Because your legacy is not built in a moment, right? Your life isn't built in a moment. You can allow that moment to define you and wreck you and destroy the purposes of God in you. But, or you can come to this moment and say, I want Jesus to transform me and I'm just going to keep on pursuing God daily. Because here's the deal, you're going to fail, we're going to fail. If you're building legacy, you're gonna have a dad fail. You're gonna have a husband fail, a wife fail. You're gonna have an employee fail, right? You're going to screw up, but the screw up does not define the future. It's the get up that defines it, right? It's the pursuit every day that defines it. We're just gonna be consistent and building. This is my values, this is what I'm pushing towards. I wanna be all that God has called me to be. I'm gonna choose daily to to get there. So that on the journey of that pursuit, what I'm known for is that. What do you wanna be known for today? I pray today that you wanna be known as a great father, great husband, great leader, great employee, great follower of Jesus Christ. I pray that infuses everything that you do. Because with that life, there's power in the, there's power in the life in which you live when you have that perspective. You're not living for yourself, You're living for others. Matthew 17, Jesus would say it this way. Beware of false teachers or false prophets who come disguised in harmless sheep, as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they what? Act. By what they're doing, you can identify it. You can see it in their life. Goes on to say, can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. This is all the product of actions in life. And this is the decision that we make daily. Are we coming from a beautiful tree that the fruit in our lives is beautiful? Great marriages, great kids, great relationships, great uh, great reputation in our workplaces. I love this quote that comes from Shannon Alder. She says it this way, carve your name on hearts, not on tombstones. A legacy is etched into the minds of others and the stories they share about you. Etch it, not on tombstones. A lot of people wanna think about what is gonna be left on my tombstone. The greater question is what am I leaving in people? Right, Right? am I supposed to be done? Is that what it (laughs) is? Got the alarm like, church should be over right now. Time to go in closing right now. <laughs> someone's like, thank God for that alarm. <laughs> the clock says I still got 16 minutes, so sit back. <laughs> we got some time. What was I saying? Okay. <laughs> but etching upon hearts, you know, Jesus has called us to lay down our lives, pick up our cross and follow him. That's what Jesus has called us to do, live a life that is selfless. He says there is no greater love than for uh, one person to give up his life for another. And that's giving up time. And oftentimes when we're building our world, it's very hard to give up our lives because we, we, like, we don't feel like we can give it up. We're just trying to hold on to our life. It's the same thing Jesus would say in that if you try to ha- hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life, you'll find it. And this is a place on, on, on living to follow Jesus is man. When he's met us, we wanna live for others. We wanna meet others and, and, and express and, and, and give, our, uh, uh, give our testimony and share what God has done for us in the hopes that maybe their lives can be transformed too. And this is etching our lives in the hearts of others. If I asked you today, who has made the biggest impact on your life, who would you say that is? Well, more than likely the person that comes to mind is somebody that was willing to give up their life in order to invest in yours. And by investing in yours, they etched upon your heart. Now, maybe what's on their tombstone is in alignment with what is etched upon your heart because they lived a life, a legacy of doing that for people all over their lives. Do you want to be known for stuff like that? People that we look at in history are individuals that are giving blessing, pouring into other people. And the people that are in your memory today are those that have given towards you. The legacies in which they live my, my parents are those people, gave of their lives, give of their life continually to this day. Homeless people would be, I had to get kicked out of my room because homeless people would be in my room. And I'm like, really? But they have a legacy of generosity, they have a legacy of compassion. They have a legacy of faith. And today it's in the memory of Southeast side of San Antonio. It's in the memory of their children that are carrying, you know, carrying the legacy of, that, of, of our family into the world. What do you wanna be known for? It's a great question to ask, what do you wanna be known for? Who are you, why are you? Are you on a rat wheel or do you need to jump off and say, God, who do I need to be? What do I need to deal with today? What challenges do I need to face? Maybe today you're, the legacy you are leading is a life of addiction. Well, it's time to get, confront that addiction. You're an alcoholic, you're on pills, right? Let me get into some, some trenches here today. You are the sum product of the collateral you've come from. You don't have a mechanism in your life of facing challenges with Jesus, with the power of God on the inside of you to overcome this chaos inside of your life. And today, because of the choices of being selfish on my immediate temporal numbing of my pain is greater than the lives of those that live around me is causing a legacy of you being not a great father, not a great mother, not a great friend, right? A selfish person. But man, you can get off of that rat race to say, man, I will not be a victim of the, the desire of my life of the sin in my life. I will not allow this to define me. I'm going to seek peace and healing. I'm gonna to come to know Jesus. I'm gonna trust him to uh, overcome this sin in my life. And man, I wanna become the new person that he's talked about. Cause I want the legacy of my life to be a good thing for those around me. I do wanna be a great father, a great husband, a great employee. I don't wanna be known as an addict or an unfaithful person. I want to deal with my sin. For some people in here, you gotta confront that stuff. Because here's the deal. The devil is laughing every day you make a choice to continue down the road of sin because they know the pain that you're causing to everybody else around you and how you're setting everybody else up around your family. You're setting them up for challenges and struggle. Your kids that don't have you in the home are set up for struggle and pain because you're not present inside of their life and the enemy loves it. He's reveling in your chaos and your unwillingness to confront your issues. The insecurity that I walked in, if I'm talking about that today, the insecurity I walked in, I had to confront that stuff. Say, I'm not that. I'm a new creation. And because I'm not that, I'm going to be something different. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to walk in freedom. No longer allow this bondage to hold me in. I'm going to be all that Jesus has called me to be because I don't want the devil to win. It's what we know that our church is set up to rescue people from the gates of hell. Right? The gates of hell. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the Savior. There's no way to get to heaven except through Him. He is the only one that has the power to transform you and change you. It is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. That's it. The highway to hell is large, but the the highway to eternal life is small. The road is small. Few find it, but here's the deal you have an opportunity today to find that small road. You're sitting in here today. So you gotta decide, what are you gonna be known for? The choices you make on a daily basis. Is it by chance that you exist today and your legacy is by chance, or is it by choice that you are living on a daily basis to do something that makes a difference? To be known as somebody that uh, was making choices daily, to be known for things that are valuable, things that you value, things that are tied to the Word of God, and you're walking in this truth, man. Do you wanna be known for those things? Because as we come together, the last thing I'll leave you with is, well, what is our church gonna be known for? The body of Christ is the sum total of the people that are a part of it. Our church is gonna be known, Pearl Street Church is gonna be known, maybe a little bit for me. (laughs) By and large, it's gonna be for you. Our church, Pearl Street Church, the body of Christ, each individual that makes this thing up is known for you. Who, what are you living? How are you living? What impact are you making? How are you loving in the communities that you live in? Are you a good neighbor? Or are you just a great attender of church? You can just put it on whenever you come to church, but you don't live it out there. We will not be, I mean, Pearl Street and the body of Christ and and Christ will not be known in our city if we're not making the choices daily to live according to God's word. Loving God with all we are, loving our neighbor as ourselves, man, going into the world and making disciples, sharing the good news about Jesus. It'll just be what happens here and it will just be a building. But here's the deal. Jesus never wanted this just to be a building. He always wanted it to be a people. A people that came together in his name to make him known. So what are we gonna be known for? I hope our city, you know, our our vision statement. I hope our city would say our vision statement. Our vision statement would, would switched up a little bit, but man, they were a spirit-led, Christ-centered community that is passionate, authentic, and innovative. They're committed to the spiritual growth of, and personal development of people. And in doing so, living that out, they change the places they live in and the places they lead in. I pray that's what people say about Pearl Street Church. <laughs> it's real, right? It's real, it's something that is lived out. There's pain, there's struggle, there's issues, there's support, there's love, there's encouragement, right? It's an authentic group of people. It wasn't pretty and polished, but man, it was messy. But in that brutal mess, man, there was empowered lives that were changing the communities they live in. There was empowered lives that were changing the companies and the places they lead in. I pray that's what we're heard of, we're known for, right? Jesus, when he was here, what did he do? He was here to make the word known. In the beginning, John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And the word became what? Flesh. And that flesh dwelt among us. What did he do? He lived the life of teaching the word. We read about it in the Gospels. This is the life in which he lived. He wanted the word to be known. 2 Thessalonians 3 would, would say that. Man, that this word would be known, that it would be spread, right? This is what the church, help us that this word spreads. The prayer of Paul, like, help get this thing spreading out. The word needs to be known, right? The Bible is the truth, the absolute truth, right? I don't need to go deep into this right now because I've hit really hard on this in the past, but it is the absolute truth. It is infallible. Although there's a generation that wants to call it fallible. If you can find one flaw, you can bring the whole thing down. It is infallible. It is the inerrant word of God. It is here to inform all of humanity on how to live and honor God with your life. It is here to understand the character and the nature of our creator. It is here to understand the ultimate plan of humanity and salvation of humanity through the son of Jesus Christ. It is an absolute truth. And this is what Jesus wants to make known on the earth, the good news about himself. He was passionate about the word. The second thing he was passionate about is his church. Not the building, but the people. Transformed lives, living to transform the world. You look in Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8 was, hey guys, the last thing Jesus said, he told, he told his church, his people, following the way. Hey guys, hey, the Holy Spirit's gonna fall upon you. And when it falls upon you, you're gonna be my witnesses. You're gonna be my witnesses. What do witnesses do? Anybody know legal? What do witnesses do? You're a witness, what do you do? You just testify. You, just, you share what you've seen and what you heard. There should be no opinion on it. Right? If I'm just, I'm here to be your witness, Jesus. This is what is I've seen. Man, there's incredible things happening upon the earth. This is what I've heard. Jesus saves. Man, Jesus is moving right? We call this place a miracle in motion. You hang around long enough, you're going to see revival happening. Maybe not like the old school running around the building, Jericho marches, but you're going to see revival, lives being transformed, hearts being transformed by Jesus Christ. Not the work of man. We're not here to celebrate man. We're here to elevate Jesus. And Jesus said, if you do that, he's going to draw all people into himself. So you're going to receive power, but here's the deal. You're going to be my witnesses. Whoa. But with that, then you're going to go. Where are we going? To Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Essentially, all Jesus was saying at this moment in time is, when you get the power and that power has impacted your life, now you're moving in a direction to share that with the world. It's going to be local. It's going to be international. or It's going to be national. It's going to be international. You're going to share this. And Jesus was passionate about his church, building his church all over the world. Now, Jesus is passionate about his word and his church. That's what we want to be passionate about. It's a good thing to have values on what you want to be known for in your legacy. But here's the deal. When, you come, when we come collectively together, we want to be known for what Jesus was known for. His word and his people. Building his people. That's why we do what we do at Pearl Street Church. This is not a, a country club. Everybody's got a responsibility, a part to play. Right? We all have an equal sacrifice. It's not about equal... You know, equal giving, it's about equal sacrifice. There's different numbers on giving. There's different time in serving. All of it is different, but it's the same sacrifice that is giving on every single life. Why? Because we're owners in this house and we care about what Jesus cares about, his church. And we make it up right here. These are the things that last. His word lasts. The word of God lasts, right? The word is gonna last. His church is going to last. In Revelations, it talks about his people. Revelations will say this in Revelations 22. No longer will there be a curse upon anything for the throne of God and of the the Lamb will be there. And his servants will worship him. Who's his servants? Right here, these guys. Right here, we are his servants. We're gonna be worshiping him. New heaven, new earth, we're gonna be worshiping him. And they will see his face and his name will be written on their foreheads. And there will, be, uh, there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them and they will reign, what? Forever and ever. What's gonna be lasting forever? Us, saved and redeemed, serving, ruling and reigning in the new heaven and the earth forever. What lasts his word? In us, the body of Christ. He's coming back for us. So we should be about the things that Jesus is about, right? This is what we wanna be a part of. We wanna be a part of a church community. There's so many people in this day and age like I can serve Jesus all by myself. Well, guess what? It says that it does not say that anywhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you you can be the body of Christ all by yourself. It's actually the exact opposite heart of God. God is in unity with himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's a triune God in relationship with self. Relationship is the, the creator and relationship is what we're called to as the body. Connecting, relating with each other. So we're, we're meant to be a part of this. We're meant to be contributors a part of this. As we look towards the future, the church is gonna leave a legacy on the sacrifices we are willing to make. Question is, what are you gonna do for the future? we got incredible things. God has already laid it up, set it up. I know we're coming off of Thanksgiving. You're like, bro, take it easy. All good. God set up our future. But it's going to be upon the hearts of people that say, send me. I'm a part of it. I want to sacrifice. I want to give. I want to be a part of building. I want to care for the broken. I want to support. I'm going to give them my time. No greater love to do it. I'm going to be a part of what Jesus is a part of. I want to be a part of it. So a legacy are you living? Because it's not by chance, it's by choice. And what are you gonna be a part of as you build the legacy of the body of Christ? Two things. You gotta ask those, answer those questions in your mind. Are you gonna be known for the things that formed you in chaos? Or are you gonna be known for the one who transformed you? Jesus Christ. If he's transformed you, you can live a new creation, bringing health and healing to the world, building a legacy of peace and goodness here on this earth. Let me close, I'll just close with that. Jesus, we love you, Lord, we thank you. We're here to serve you and honor you, God. And We just pray, Lord, that as we sit here in this moment thinking about legacy, what are we leaving? May you empower us, God, to confront the things that are distorting our legacy, the things that are, are compromising our legacy the things that are leaving the wrong impression in those around us, God, give us the courage to confront it. May we face those issues today. No longer do we live a day away from you, walking in the pain of our past. Lord, I pray for a new creation, the new creation to happen on the inside of us today. For those seeking a rebirth, a transformation on the inside of their lives, God, May you do it right now. Transformation on the inside, new creation. Father, we pray for the relationships, God, that are are defined by chaos. Father, marriages today that are struggling. Father, where extreme selfishness has been lived out and the, the legacy of that is being lived inside of the home today, God, I pray that husbands and wives would confront, confront their selfishness and the compromise to build the family. God, I pray that there's husbands and wives rising up today, God, to walk in light of your truth, that righteousness would be their aim, their goal. God, that they would follow you and your leading for the family. They'd lay down their pride and rise up in faith, God, to live according to your purposes. God, above all else in this house, God, as a a community of faith, each individual, God, has its own purpose to play in the history of time. Lord, as we commit and we serve and we walk by faith in ordinary moments as a church, God, may we be remembered for the faith that we operated in and the vapor of time that we were given. May thousands of years from now, generations look back at this moment in time and see a, a generation that rose up in faithfulness, no matter the persecution, no matter the challenges, no matter the sacrifice, God. Father, they would, they would read about and hear about a generation that served you faithfully. Jesus, in your name we pray. And everybody says, amen and amen. And amen. Come on.